Eleanor Brown said, quote, self-care is any action that you purposefully take to improve your physical, emotional, or spiritual well-being. Today's episode is part of a series that explores the challenges in the book Life, which stands for Living Intentional and Fearless Every Day, the 21 Life Connection Challenge. And this episode, this is a permission episode. Today we are on challenge number seven, and this is to pick one thing that you have been wanting to do or buy for yourself and just do it. I don't know about you, but I often put off splurging on something I really want, especially if it's something big, because I feel like I can't justify the expense in my own head. Well, stay tuned for today's quickie episode about how and why this challenge is a beautiful one to embrace. And after you listen, I hope you'll take the challenge because you matter. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story power serves you best when you know how to use it. I was talking with a friend the other day about the nature of the 21 challenges, and she begged me to add this into the explanation. So here it is. We were talking and... I was talking about my tendency in life to pick and choose what I want to do. So someone can give me a list of things to do, but I will indefinitely pick through those and decide, yeah, I want to do this. I don't want to do that. And I suspect that we all probably do this. We have to make all kinds of choices every day, where to spend our time, where to spend our money, where to spend our focus. But when I was doing my emotional intelligence training, we quickly learned that we did not have that option. Now, it made everybody severely uncomfortable, especially at first getting used to it. But we came to understand that if it was part of the program, we had to do it or leave the program. Well, boy, did that push all of us through some blocks. And every single time you had to push yourself through one of those blocks, it was when you really didn't want to do something. And that was the time when we learned the most. We found gems of insight and growth that getting out of one's comfort zone brings. Well, to do this is really an integral part of the 21 challenges. If you start the challenges and then just pick the ones that feel comfortable to you, you don't end up stretching. You don't learn anything new because you're probably just doing things that you would have already done. You don't get out of your comfort zone. And so you don't get out of the program what it holds for you. So, Just a reminder that my friend wanted me to remind you, when you start the 21 challenges, commit in your own head and your own heart to push past your resistance to any challenge that comes up. Any resistance that comes up, you push past it. You commit you're going to do every challenge. Now, this series of episodes where I go over the challenges in detail with everyone who is listening allows you to follow along in doing the challenges but even better to understand why the challenges are in the program in the first place. 
This set of explanatory episodes started in episode 12 and then in 89 again, where we were focused on challenge number one, which was the random act of kindness. And we talked about these experiences and we were out doing random acts of kindness and recording that. So those are great episodes to focus on why challenge number one. Well, in episode 163, I spoke with Ashley Stewart about challenge number two. She's a declutter expert. And we talked about why challenge number two of getting rid of one thing you no longer need is so much more important than that act seems on the surface. Well, episode 169 tackled challenge three and 171 tackled challenge four and 174 tackled challenge number five and challenge number six, the love bomb went into a deep dive in episode 176. Well, here we are with challenge number seven. And I ask you if these challenges can bless you right now. And I know they all can. So if you're in a space where you can commit to taking challenges for bettering yourself, catch up on those episodes and start those challenges. And of course, you can get the book, Life, Living Intentional and Fearless Every Day off Amazon. Get your own copy so that you can do the challenges. There's places in the book to record your experiences. It's kind of a workbook, full color workbook book. So takes you through everything. But these episodes give you the detail of why they're included. So today, let's get right into challenge number seven. This is the first challenge in the book that directly addresses self-care. Now, the other challenges are about looking outward and doing for others and cleaning up the spaces we surround ourselves with. And all of these bless us with connection and clarity and even less direct self-care options. But this challenge, this is just plain and simply about treating you. Let me finish Eleanor Brown's quote that I started in the beginning. Quote, self-care is any action you purposefully take to improve your physical, emotional, or spiritual well-being. Too often, we do not make time for sufficient self-care because we're too busy taking care of others. Life's demands at home, even more so now during COVID, in our community and at work can take our lives out of balance. Self-care can be getting more rest, eating healthier food, spending more time in thoughtful reflection, being kinder to yourself, smiling more, playing or engaging in any activity that renews you. By making time for self-care, you prepare yourself to be your best so that you can share your gifts with the world. Rest and self-care create a foundation, an example of self-love that inspires others and allows you to give your best. When you take time to replenish your spirit, it allows you to serve others from the overflow. Self-care is not selfish. You cannot serve from an empty vessel, unquote. Well, that sort of just sums it up, doesn't it? <laughs> As I've mentioned, this challenge is to pick one thing that you've really been wanting to enjoy, have, or do, and just do it. Well, I'm giving you permission, even urging you to do so. What does this look like to you? Is this to get a massage or take a nap or buy a dress, splurge on a membership to the gym or the country club? Treat yourself to a pedicure or a movie. Maybe you order out instead of making dinner and then hit a bubble bath. What about a hike to realign your spirit in a natural space? Or maybe it's 20 minutes for meditating. What have you been wanting or needing? This is personal. Now let's talk about why for a moment. 
Deepak Chopra, a spiritual and physical physician and head of the Chopra Center, he shared in his 21-day abundance meditation series the answer in very simple terms. So I wanted to share that with you. Quote, when you believe you are valuable, you surround yourself with luxury, comfort, and pleasures beyond those needed for everyday living. Luxury is not materialism. It doesn't have to be an expensive car or opulent home. It can simply be the sweet fragrance of flowers picked from a garden, a drop of scented oil dropped into a warm bath, a piece of rich chocolate or the sound of beautiful music. These are life's small luxuries that cost very little but mean so much. Do you feel worthy of such luxury? Luxury is our natural state and abundance our birthright. By elevating your view of yourself, you elevate the quality of your life. Your outer world will echo your thoughts, beliefs, and intentions that you are a treasured being. Take some time today to do something for yourself that you consider luxurious. Make this a habit. The more you bring small luxuries into your life, the more you will recognize yourself as a worthy spiritual being deserving of love and abundance. Unquote. You know, both of these quotes that I've shared with you today are so eloquent and they really sum up the, the whole point of this particular challenge. I love the wisdom of Deepak Chopra and I've always been a fan of surrounding myself with lots of things that feel luxurious, little things that he mentioned. I love fresh flowers and yummy candles and massage and pedicures and chai tea and sushi and things that make me happy in small doses. But I'm really good at surrounding myself with those things. And it does make a difference because when you're enjoying the journey, when you're living life, those small little magic things that you can do for yourself create a space of enjoyment and luxury. Now, sometimes we get too busy to focus on us because we are focusing on work. We've lost the focus because it's not our habit to set aside time or money or special attention for our own joyful moment. But challenge seven is a reminder. When you're doing the challenges, you don't get to pick and choose. You just do them. And that's part of the growth cycle. And this one is laced with fun. So revel in it. Feedback I've received from those doing this challenge has been riddled with excitement and it's been one of the funnest feedbacks to read because on this particular challenge the things that people choose to do for themselves are super fun to see one man explained to me how on challenge seven day that when others were trying to load him with things to do that he simply told them no today is my day and he went and he got a haircut and he bought himself a few of his favorite treats. And then he enjoyed some alone time and went on a walk. And I thought, how wonderful to just take some of those simple things that get pushed aside and take a little bit of luxury time for yourself where you're not rushed through taking care of you. Another woman shared that she signed herself up for a workshop that she'd been wanting to attend. And she was totally giddy about this investment in herself. And I thought, what a great option here to take some class or workshop or retreat that you'd really been aching for and move forward with that. It gave her something to look forward to. So I got on Facebook the other day and I asked people what kind of things they did for self-care. And here's a short list just for ideas, throwing things out there. Facials, hikes, surfing, 
mountain biking, skiing, reading, outside projects in the yard, taking a shower. (laughs) That was funny. Brownies and Coke, cuddles, Zumba, hot yoga, meditation, gardening, playing the piano, working out, doing puzzles, taking walks and looking at the sunset. Do those spark any ideas for you? What do you do for self-care? And if you can't quickly answer with a few go-to things, this challenge is even more important for you. I'd like to share a TEDx talk with you called Self-Care, What It Really Is. This was Susanna Joy Winters, and she suggests three restorative activities that focus on self-care in a way that's simple, it's natural, and it's all about the emotional and mental self-care. So see what you think about her ideas. She's got some really fabulous points about how self-care, and as she names it, slowing down, sitting in stillness, those things being a way of self-care, but how this also helps us control the stories that are in our heads. And we're all about that on Love Your Story. So listen to what she says. We are bombarded by noise every day. The TV, the radio, traffic, our kids yelling at us. But the loudest noise of all is the voice in our heads. We have roughly 60,000 thoughts a day, and for some of us, 80% of those thoughts are negative. When we meditate and have moments of stillness and silence, it brings awareness to that internal voice. And when we have that awareness, that's when we can choose what thoughts we're holding on to and which we want to let go of. We can also adjust the volume on how loud that internal voice is. The first time I meditated, I was sitting in a chair and I immediately got squirmy and my back started hurting and my internal voice got so loud and it was talking about all the things I should be getting done on my to-do list versus sitting doing nothing. But I committed to five minutes a day and slowly but surely that voice got quieter. I have one suggestion for starting a powerful meditation or stillness practice and it's simply to be comfortable. You don't need to sit in a straight back rigid chair. You can actually be comfortable on your couch. I actually encourage you to be as comfortable as possible without falling asleep. (laughs) The second restorative activity I added in was movement. This could be walking, running, dancing, yoga, jumping jacks on on your living room floor. Our bodies are meant to move. And when we move and when we exercise, it creates endorphins, which first, they help sleep, which naturally reduces our stress. And it also sends a positive feeling through the body that's similar to that of morphine. You don't need a fancy gym or trainer to do this, although they may help sometimes. And just 10 minutes a day makes a difference. The last restorative activity I added in was time and nature. According to environmental psychology, time in nature will improve your mood, reduce stress, and improve cognitive function. And the Environmental Protection Agency says that the average person spends 93% of their life indoors. So we're left with this incredible opportunity to support our well-being simply by going outside. We are animals of nature, and we often live completely disconnected from our natural environment. We may go days, if not weeks, without our bare hands or feet touching the ground. My son, 
He's almost three years old. And he's the most kinesthetic child out there. He loves being outside. If I let him, he'd spend all day outside in the backyard, at the beach. And when he's outside, he's not just being outside. He is rubbing his hands into the dirt. He is touching leaves, trees, and catching frogs. And I could never understand why his shoes didn't stay on his feet for more than five minutes. But maybe he was onto something. The term earthing is now being used to describe your bare hands or feet on the ground, our earth. And there's a renowned cardiologist who says that the reduction of inflammation due to earthing can actually be documented by infrared imaging and white blood cell count. Some of the other benefits in, include reduced stress, improved sleep, improved circulation. So it's no surprise to me that when my son spends most of the day outside, he naps, he sleeps like a rock, he eats everything I give him, and there's very few emotional outbursts. When you combine these activities and practice them daily, it will support your mood, increase your energy, increase your joy. Imagine, imagine if you practice self-care for 30 minutes a day, 10 minutes of stillness, 10 minutes of movement, 10 minutes of time in nature, on top of a diet that is, in, is rich in whole plant-based foods. That's over 180 hours of self-care in a year. But I'm so busy, when am I gonna get time for 30 minutes a day of self-care? Well, we can start by looking at the five hours a day that the average person watches TV, or the 50 minutes a day that we spend on social media. We can start there. But before you get worried about adding a self-care practice onto your never-ending to-do list, remember that it is a practice. It's not about getting it right or having the perfect self-care photos for your social media. It's about showing up for yourself every day. What would be possible for you if you showed up for yourself? Whether your self-care is treating yourself to something you've been meaning to buy, showing yourself you're worth spending the dough on, or it centers on emotional and mental self-care through stillness and moments with nature, a little earthing, or maybe it's moving and filling your body, getting the endorphins to get you a dose of happy and get the blood pumping. Whatever it is, it's definitely worth doing over and over. You start with one stretch, this challenge, the self-splurge, but once you see how good it feels, I hope you'll schedule in some self-love on a regular basis. Thanks for being here today for this quick talk about loving on ourselves. Your challenge this week is to take challenge number seven and do something just for you. You have permission. In fact, I insist. Get your own copy of the 21 Life Connection Challenges on Amazon. If you type in the word life with capital letters and Lori Lee, it'll pop right up. Or you can hop on loveyourstorypodcast.com. And of course, we have a link there that will take you straight to Amazon. Also, if you have people in your life that you love that are also seekers and you know that they could use some more connection and love and self-care in their lives, give it to them as a gift. You can order as many as you want off Amazon, of course. And you can even do the challenges together, put together groups and do those together. It's a way to build good energy and connection in this time of social and political distancing and upheaval. <laughs> Take action to make your story just what you want it to be. And I will see you in two weeks for the next episode of the Love Your Story podcast. Mm -hmm.